Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Fertility in Focus podcast. I'm your host, Christina Burns. I'm a doctor of natural medicine specializing in the treatment of infertility by a natural and integrative methods. I founded the Naturna Institute in New York City, where my team and I work with women and couples, often in collaboration with Western medical doctors, to guide the path to healthy conception. In this podcast, you'll learn all about your body and everything in the fertility landscape to help you realize your dream of baby. I'll be bringing you the best of advice from experts in the fields of both natural and conventional medicine, as well as the heartfelt and very helpful stories of brave fertility heroes on their path to baby. Let's dive into today's episode. Welcome, everybody. We have a very special guest today, Lauren Brown, doctor of traditional Chinese medicine, founder of the AccuBalance Wellness Center in Vancouver, British Columbia, and the host of the Conscious Fertility Podcast is with us to talk about all things holistic fertility. Welcome today, Lauren. Christina, thanks for having me on your podcast. I'm looking forward to our discussion today. Great. So you have this amazing analogy about, you know, the soil, you know, what, what we're you know, what we're priming for fertility. Can you, can you walk us through your philosophy? Yeah. And you know, it's, it's a Chinese proverb. I just use it a lot for uh, describing how to optimize fertility or maximize egg and sperm quality. And, and the saying goes, nourish the soil before you plant the seed. And in this metaphor, the soil is going to be your cellular environment, but it really kind of sticks when we think of a gardening analogy or a metaphor. So we can all imagine that we've had a plant that we've neglected and it looks a little worse for wear, withered, brown. And instead of tossing it away, we decide to water it, maybe pull some weeds, add some fertilizer. And if it's in the house, change the positioning for sunlight or if it's in the garden, you know, pulling those weeds, fertilizing and watering. And I'm sure many of your listeners have seen that these plants have regained their vigor and gave off fruits and flowers. So the plant always had the potential to give off the fruits and flowers. It was just that the soil that it was in was suboptimal, so it wasn't reaching its peak potential. And we think of this from the egg and sperm cell, that the egg and sperm cell have this potential, but if the soil, if the cellular environment is suboptimal during those 100 days leading up to an ovulation or an egg retrieval if it's IVF, and for the men it takes close to 72 to 90 days for sperm to mature, if that cellular environment is suboptimal, then the egg and sperm may not reach their peak fertility potential. So we could have poor blood flow. That's like lack of water, right? Um, We can have hormonal imbalances that affect our soil, nutritional deficiencies, um, mitochondrial defects, Um, the gut and uterine microbiome can be off. So there's a microbiome in that in the cellular environment and then um, chronic stress, um, oxidative stress and inflammation. So those are the main things that you and I see in our clinical practice that are impacting the health of the cell. And we're made up of trillions of cells. And so if we can improve the cellular environment, then us as an organism can be healthy. So we look at, you know, fertility as an expression of health as well. And often people will say, well, should I do acupuncture or should I do laser or do I need mind-body stuff? And it's really, you know, I've been in practice since 2000. It's my understanding, it's a really integrative, multidisciplinary approach. And so rather than thinking, what should I do this? Or can I take this vitamin? I'm always thinking, how's this going to impact the soil, right? 
And so dietary therapy, right? The fertility diet, an anti-inflammatory low glycemic index diet, like this is what we have on our website at AccuBalance, free for your listeners to download is we have a diet with recipes. But a really good diet is important because the diet can impact mitochondrial health. The diet can affect hormone imbalances or balances. Um, through nutrition, we, we can re, um, eliminate or recover nutritional deficiencies. It can impact inflammation. It can impact oxidative stress. It can impact the microbiome. So there's one thing, just eating well, how it can affect egg and sperm quality by impacting the soil, or in this case, the environment, or the, cell, the cellular environment. Yeah, can- I'm often telling people like, you know, when they're like, oh, does this help improve my egg quality? Does this make it so that I am going to ha- like have a successful implantation or maintain the pregnancy? And I say, you know, when we change the internal environment, as, as you're referring to the soil, then we have the potential to produce healthier eggs. So it's not yeah. always, oh, I'm going to take this specific supplement for egg quality. Not that, that there isn't that approach also, but um, it's this overall more holistic approach of looking at the different facets in your life, be it nutrition, be it your stress levels, be right. it the amount of sleep or what have you, toxicity, and and saying, how do we start you know, reshaping these to, to change the internal environment so that you have the ability to produce better quality eggs, sperm, et cetera. Yeah. We're, we're, we're doing what we can to support the body's innate ability to heal. Right. And so, you know, looking at, so this is our approach, our approach where it's, where we work well with the conventional Western is the conventional. It's where we really get that when it's easy, it's overriding the body and an IVF, it shuts down the, you know, the whole the system in a sense, the reproductive system, it takes over. It's giving you the hormones to have a cycle in that 30-day period, right? To retrieve eggs and transfer. Where we complement it and where we're different is we're not taking over the body. We're not trying to override anything. We're looking to create an environment that supports the body and what it's supposed to do. You know, a perfect example, I know our listeners like stories. And so I like to talk about... um, I have many, and I like to talk about uh, polycystic ovarian syndrome. When I say many, there's many different things we like to we see that come in with a Western diagnosis in our practice. And I want to give this as an example of the body's innate ability to heal and do do its thing when it has the right environment. Because as you know, I read your book, the Ultimate Fertility Guidebook, and we we've geeked out before um, talking about you know patients in Chinese medicine. PCOS is something that Chinese medicine doctors and naturopathic physicians love to treat because we, we treat it well, as in we see people where they're not ovulating or not getting pregnant, and without any other intervention, IVF or Clomid or Letrozole, they're able to do this naturally quite often or go into one of those procedures where they weren't successful before. So I'm going to give you an extreme case where um, she came to me because she was going to do a frozen transfer. So she was diagnosed with PCOS, and she does not ovulate on her own. So no ovulation on her own unless she um, uses medication. And sometimes that doesn't cause an ovulation, like an ovulation drug like letrozole or clomid. So she went and did an IVF. First transfer was chemical. Second transfer was negative. She had another embryo transfer she wanted to do. And she heard about acupuncture and low-level laser therapy for helping with uterine receptivity. So I shared with her that if what we do over the next 100 days, can we have like a close to three months, if it... And in this case, we wanted to regulate the hormones. Why? In PCOS, um, often there can be high androgens and blood sugar dysregulation, and this can make the uterine uterus less receptive for implantation. So she was looking for that kind of balancing of her hormones. 
And over a three-month period, she lost uh, about 15 pounds without calorie counting, just following our fertility diet and taking, we did supplements, we did herbs, we did acupuncture, electrical acupuncture, we did low-level laser therapy. And I treated her four times a week because stubborn PCOS, that's how I like to treat it. I'm quite aggressive for that kind of condition when it's stubborn like that. And over that period of time, her acne cleared, no acne. She had noticed that she had seen that the hirsutism had changed, was less. Um, she lost weight without trying, and I, that's where I went on a quick tangent there. Because the inflammation changed, because she changed her eating, without calorie counting, the weight just came off easily. Her mood changed, her gut health changed. Everything was, had improved, except we hadn't had an ovulation yet. So she said, all right, I'm going to give it another you know, three to six weeks in. Well, she ovulated naturally. And she had that baby and her frozen embryo is still on ice in the clinic. So there's an example where somebody's gone through ovulation drugs. Somebody's gone through an IVF cycle and had had two transfers negative uh, or unsuccessful. And then we did our nourish the soil using diet, acupuncture, herbs, low-level laser therapy. Um, and we really went at it a multidisciplinary approach to impact the soil, knowing that the body, if you give it the right environment, it will take what it needs in most cases and start to find its balance and homeostasis. To quote an IVF doctor in town once said, garbage in, garbage out. So she actually likes people to do a little bit of preconception care because they can only work with as good as the egg and sperm is, is as good as the embryo. And so they like it that you stop smoking, eat well, get into a healthy weight, acupuncture, supplements, lifestyle to do all that leading into your IVF cycle. No, I agree. And, and I think that, um, you know, one of the, the issues with our profession and people kind of approaching it is that you always think it's going to take a long time. And so, it, you know, when you hear us speaking and you're like, okay, it could take three months, could take six months, that seems like an eternity. But if you go through IVF or IUI, you will see that actually it's not longer and we are kind of going to the root cause and correcting what's underneath so that you will not have to do treatment again. And, and so, you know, a lot of the people that I've interviewed that have done IVF, they were like, oh, I, I went into an IVF thinking that I would be pregnant in a couple months and like six months, a year or two years later, I'm still in it. And yeah. so, so, you know, it seems like a holistic approach is slow, but when you actually look at the two things side by side, conventional and holistic, it's not, it's not faster than what we do. And, and we're going deeper. Uh, so I'm not going to tell you it's like, you know, that holistic is superior. I think they work very well together. Uh, but, you know, for our listeners, don't neglect the soil because yeah. your results with these other methods are going to be so much better if you take the time to take inventory of the things in your life and make those changes. Yeah. And this just, I, I, you know, when I think about this, it's, it's individual, right? Like what's there, there's your age, there's your chronological age and how old are you biologically? And we can talk a little bit about what that means. Um, and then there's, you know, just human beings are complex. So are you in a stressful job? Are you in a, a toxic relationship? Uh, what's your your diet situation, what's going on. There's so many things. So when we're working with people, it depends on what's going on. We're seeing them once, twice, three times a week, but what's going on in between all that? And so, and, and then what's your, what were the uh, your genetic cards that you're dealt with, you know, and what you're predisposed to. So 
there's a general idea, 100 days and, and do this or do that, you know, the diet lifestyle. But that's where it becomes very individualized. And again, it's it's not an easy journey. Like you you see it, I see it. This is this is this is a challenging journey. And so you want to have some good people on your team and and um and you just you you go at it the best you can, right? And there's a lot of things you can do, like diet, like lifestyle. Lifestyle, I'm when I say lifestyle, like deep, sufficient sleep. When I say lifestyle, I'm saying movement, so exercise, so moderate exercise. And when I say lifestyle, I'm saying adequate rest. That's key, right? Um, and so there's diet, lifestyle, learning to elicit the calm and relaxed state. I talk a lot about this on the Conscious Fertility podcast, but there's meditation, there's breathing techniques, yoga, there's many things. There's acupuncture that can help do that when you come onto the table as well, but it's nice to learn tools on your own. Community, which COVID took away from us for a while, right? that sense of community. And then, so all that stuff you can kind of do, which is fairly reasonably priced as in you're going to eat lifestyle, eliciting the relaxation community, all that stuff. There's really no financial barrier for most people to do that. You know, there's always, I know somebody's saying, yes, what about, yes, there's always an exception. I'm saying in general that people are going to be eating and these are things that you're going to do anyhow. Then there's other interventions. So acupuncture, helps with blood flow, can regulate hormones, <clears throat> help reduce the effect of stress, um, can help regulate inflammation. So really important for that soil. There's low-level laser therapy. Again, improves a mitochondrial function. That's really important because when you think of the egg cell, it's the mitochondria, the battery of the cell that um, has the embryo divide when it's in your floping tube or in the lab. So when you have that fertilization up to day five of that blastocyst, that's the mitochondria from through the egg. And then it takes a lot of energy for implantation. So mitochondria health. So diet affects that. We have supplements. A lot of people don't know Chinese herbs, you know, our, our young herbs and our chi category herbs, they've been studied in mice to improve ATP. That's the energy from the mitochondria. That's the currency of the cell. Um, Low-level laser therapy helps with that. So there's things that can be done um, to support the soil. And, uh, and, and that's what we do. That's what we try to educate. And that's what your book, The Ultimate Fertility Guidebook, goes through so much of that. And I love the fact that you talk about stress and the mind-body connection. What I recommend against generally, and tell me how you feel about this, Lauren, is only taking supplements and not changing anything else. Because I'm like, you can layer those supplements yeah. on, on top of a bad diet, but like, it's really hard to change the soil if you're still putting in stuff that's spiking your insulin and giving you more inflammation and upsetting your gut. Yeah, we're aligned that way. And, and, for your, and to share, they're called supplements, right? As in supplement what? Supplement right. a good diet and lifestyle. And they're not yeah. drugs, right? Mm -hmm. So they don't have that kind of they can't often override a poor lifestyle and diet. So, and then there's a cost benefit um, approach as well. I, you know, for your listeners, before I got into Chinese medicine and hypnosis and low level laser therapy, I was a CPA, so a chartered professional accountant. So there's this cost benefit I have to use, have to share with you that, you know, after a while, there's so many supplements that adding that extra supplement that you've read that can, that can help. It, the, the benefit does not outweigh the cost. So there is kind of probably a Goldilocks place and it's probably wide, but you don't need to take 50 supplements, but you probably need more than two. And yeah. then after a while, when you keep adding, it's kind of redundant because it's doing the same thing. So it's probably not super helpful. 
And to yeah, your and point, your body has to process it too. Yeah. You know, it starts with diet and lifestyle. That's Chinese medicine, by the way. It was first address diet and lifestyle, and then if that doesn't solve the health issue, then bring in the acupuncture herbal medicine. Now we live in the West, and our patients say, okay, first give me acupuncture and herbs. And if that doesn't work, then maybe I'll change my diet and lifestyle. But the medicine was developed differently. It was diet and lifestyle is Chinese medicine. So that is actually part of the medicine is how you eat and live because most of the times that's why we're not having good health is because of our diet and lifestyle. Yeah, there's that ancient proverb that was like to neglect the, the diet and the lifestyle is to waste the time of the physician. Yeah. Um, and waste so your own time and, and, and waste your money, waste your money. Yeah, exactly. I always tell people in their first session, I'm like, if you want to get the most out of this in the quickest way possible, participate. Um, you know, like it's good that you show up for your appointments, but like, please at least do like a certain percentage of the things that I'm recommending for you to do at home. So I, I want to, before we finish up, I want to touch on a couple more things. You mentioned the, the studies to, to corroborate how herbal medicine can improve, uh, you know, function of the mitochondria. Herbal medicine is is of my favorite top modality, you know, besides addressing the, the basic lifestyle things that will improve the soil. Tell us a bit about like the herbs or the herbal formulas that you like and what you've seen them do or what you see in the research. Sure. Well, you know, for my colleagues, um, Dr. Paul Magarelli, who's a reproductive endocrinologist and has his PhD, I think it's in shrimp biology and he loves nutrition. Um, at one of the integrated fertility symposiums, um, he talked about a lot of the herbal research when it's in the IVF setting. Now, most of these are out of Taiwan and in Korea, because that's where it's most common to use the Chinese herbs. But there is um, some positive impact on um, how, especially in fresh cycles, um, how there was a better, and they were testing uterine receptivity as well, right? To see what's seen the changes in the in uterine receptivity. So there is research on that we've had um, out of australia one of our colleagues mike armor has done some re and and others on research with herbal medicine and endometriosis um so we we've seen some studies coming out there so there's not a lot of studies but there is research coming out and then as you see anecdotally and as our patients they see their you know their premenstrual acne and pain and mood change they see the clotting disappear in their cycles and it becomes a more bright red, healthy um, blood without clots um, in their cycles. One of the things I like herbal medicine um, is for like, you know, heavy and irregular bleeding. We see it in our clinical practice and I'm sure more and more research will, will come. I think it's just probably harder to research this because um, until they can figure a way to patent and sell it, right? Like if you're going to research something, you want to get your return on investment. So when we do drugs, there's a way to to profit from it later, right? It's just how the, it's, it's, it's a reality we have. And in the herbal medicine, there's not that kind of profit. There's profit. These herbal companies do make money, but not like the drug companies. So I don't think they're, I think most of the research often is to try to disprove it, right? Not trying to. Um, so for your listeners, which formula, what do you use? Um, that's where it becomes really individualized. There is no formula for this or that. It's individualized based on your Chinese pattern differential diagnosis. And Western medicine's going that way through gene sequencing and testing. And I like the integration. I, I really like the fact that, uh, so that's my style. Like everybody has their style. I just like, it's an art and science healing. It's art and science. And like you said, participation required. And so I'm the facilitator 
I'm not the healer. I'm just the facilitator. I'll bring you information. I give you coaching, consulting, and I can recommend and prescribe. And, um, and really so much of it is the individuals involved in their wellness. And, um, and I'm grateful for the technology advancements we have. So you can really approach it from a holistic, multidisciplinary approach. So in the time of us recording here, I feel grateful for the people that we see that there are, from some, there are many options for them to address their um, subfertility. Absolutely. This was an amazing conversation. Thank you so much, Lauren. Where can our listeners find you? So I, I'd like to share with your listeners, um, I'd like to invite them to download the fertility diet that we have so that you can go to acubalance.ca and it pops up on the homepage. And I invite you to check out the Conscious Fertility Podcast. And to connect with me on Instagram, um, I'm Lauren Brown Official. There's my Acubalance Wellness Center. It's Canadian with the RE, not ER. So that's how you'll know Acubalance Wellness Center in Canada is with the RE. And we have the Conscious Fertility Podcast as well. So Instagram is a good way to uh, connect um, with Acubalance and the Conscious Fertility Podcast or myself. I'd love to hear your questions. And uh, and I also want to mention your book again for your listeners if they haven't picked it up. I think this is a really good resource. So if you're looking to grow your family, I would pick up the Ultimate Fertility Guidebook by, by Christina here. Um, I think it will be a good resource for you as well. I'm really happy you've tuned in and joined the community, and I'm so excited to bring you more helpful content with each episode. In order to make this podcast as helpful as possible, I want to hear your input on what questions you need answered to get you feeling empowered on your fertility journey. You can DM me on Instagram at at Naturna underscore life or at naturally CB to share your most important fertility related questions. And if you're enjoying this podcast, please follow and share with friends. My mission is to help as many women and couples as possible. And for that, I need your help. Yours as always in love and light, Dr. Christina.